God, I hope I don't do this throughout. <clears throat> That's pretty funny. So, uh, Dennis, it's been uh, too long. It's been a, a fortnight or more since we have seen each other and recorded. Seems uh, seems like forever. It, it, I, I hopped you know. over to California to uh, hang out in San Francisco for a while and got to see, you know, that ocean and there's some people over there and it was, it's a fabulous it was great. city my favorite city bar none yeah the um they have a they have a new tallest building since i was there last uh it's no longer the trans world building or whatever trans america building it's now the uh salesforce tower which sounds very intimidating and but like it looks like a suppository basically it's this like rounded oval thing that looks like were someone big enough yeah could be could be used as such but anyway it's great weather in may in san francisco yeah. like it's um it's pretty chilly in the evenings but pretty warm in the during the midday and uh and yeah it was uh fun to i, I got to meet a bunch of people that i normally like don't get to meet and uh that like i know but you know much sort of like how we we used to get together every year, you, know, you and me, where we got together with friends that then you like had very light internet based uh, contact with uh, the rest of the year. But right, uh, right. it was nice to get together and meet some people that I had never met, but it felt immediately, uh, as we discussed last episode about how you can, uh, how my theory is that you can definitely start to care for someone when you only, even if you only yeah. talk over text, uh, that it it was nice meeting meeting people and seeing people that I had met only once. Like there were a couple of people that I met in February 2020 in Australia when I went there uh-huh. uh, that I got to see again, and it was nice. just like man, we had no like when we said goodbye last time we had no idea what was about to happen. Yeah, uh, right. And now we're on the sort of on right. the other side of that. And, well, how long were you there? Uh, in, in two, weeks. two weeks. Two weeks in Stanford. That's good. Good. Where'd you yeah. stay? I stayed at my, uh, well, for the time during the conference, I stayed at a hotel uh, called The Graduate, which uh, I was really hoping when when I knew that it was called The Graduate, that there would be at least some reference to Mrs. Robinson when I, when I turned right. out. Right. In fact, uh, maybe her, maybe her, of course, I think she's dead, but. Yes. Uh, and Ben Crofter. Or, and Ben Crofter, uh, yes. We've yes. talked about her. She was uh, she, one of a couple. She was not, she was not at the reception, uh, but, uh, but I was pleasantly surprised to discover in my room a movie poster uh, referencing that movie. Uh, but in, like, in the lobby, the whole, uh, the whole part behind the, uh, the check-in desk was, was yellow, and it was all full of uh, National Geographic mm, magazines. Like the whole, like the covers. Like, the, I mean, no, I mean, it was it was like a bookshelf. You could see the spines of all these National Geographics, and I went and looked closer, and it for sure, like they were they were legit. Uh, what but was, like, what's the point? What's the decoration point? I don't know. It was a pretty huh. yellow thing that I don't know. Well, uh, did the did the lobby look like the lobby of the hotel or? No, I mean the whole like it was very loosely based on that, but like the whole place, it felt like in a way that. A lot of modern hotels that I've been in uh, don't. It felt like it was like 150 years old. Yeah. The 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 molding on the doors and stuff just felt like it was uh, it was pretty ancient. And was so, it in uh, fact an older hotel or just? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I haven't researched that, but uh, I'll leave that up to the listener to well, investigate that. You know, that reminds me that um, uh, a hotel chain that bought up huge numbers of what they call boutique hotels, Marriott, yes. and <clears throat> expanded my uh, potential stays in the kinds of place I like, which is what you're talking about. I don't like the ultra modern stuff. I, I like the, I like, I like the feel of the, the older places. So uh, then when you weren't at the hotel, where were you? Uh, so when I weren't, when I weren't at the hotel, I were at uh, my, uh, my employer has what is called, this was totally new to me, uh, a live workspace. And this is apparently a thing in California real estate where it's no one can afford 
to rent a place for their business, nor can they afford to rent a separate place for their home. So they rent a one place for you know they kill both of those birds with one stone, like a hotel room set up with. And it, it's a so it was uh, on the ground floor. There was like a garage door that opened up to just sort of like garage space, uh, and then on the second floor was an apartment, and. What I could determine from a lot of the neighbors were was that they were using that ground floor for like warehousing their products for whatever they were shipping or whatever, uh, and then that they lived as a as a family on the top floor. But my particular company uses the ground floor for just an office area with desks and computers and stuff, and the top floor is a two bedroom, two bath mm, apartment, huh. uh, which is available apparently, to any of the employees to stop by any time, uh, as long as you book it in advance and you don't you alone? coincide. I was alone. Very good questions. Uh, I was alone for most of the time, but then there were three days when a colleague who is a student at Northwestern uh, hopped over to visit, and he stayed uh, in the other bedroom. Hmm. And we, um, we got to know each other way better than we had before. And... Uh, and yeah, that was that was that was nice. Did you but, like being there with someone more or less than you like being alone? Wow. Uh, again, <laughs> i i heard a I heard a podcast recently where where people were against the super common thing now, where everyone says that's a great question, Bob, before they answer. Uh, but <laughs> darn it, if it wasn't coming out of me, uh, I, I enjoyed being with him, but like he had homework to do and stuff like. He wasn't on vacation or anything. He was, uh, because he like works in the same way that I did when I was in college. Uh, he works for us, but also goes to school. Yeah. Uh, so so busy. he was he was pretty busy. We we went out a couple of times like to dinner or for walks and stuff, and uh, that was that was fun. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but when he wasn't there, I could, uh, as I mentioned last episode, I could like gain some ground on like consuming media content that I had not before. And holy crap, in this in this apartment, they had a television that, uh, I mean, I'm six, feet, I'm six feet tall, and I think that I think I could lie down on the diagonal and, and not touch both corners. Like, it's huh. it was a, bigger it was than a 54 inches. Big old fucking TV, yeah. So, well, you know, that's interesting the way you answered that. Then my, you know, pretty uh, extensive travel for my company, I did not like having to be in a position to have polite socialization. Mm. Now, not to say that if it was impolite socialization, I would have enjoyed it more, but my schedule, my work schedule and my relaxed schedule is peculiar. And I just, I just never wanted to have that impeded. But having said that, what I did always like was being able to connect with somebody for a meal because I don't like right. eating alone. Right. But only when it was, it was almost always on the fly where I'm going to eat at 6 PM and that's it. And if right. I can't, if somebody says, well, how either someone seven? comes to be with me or not. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone says seven, I say, no, no, I, by then I'm going to be back in the way that I would say is, look, I'm having dinner at this location. Uh, at this time I'm open to changing locations, but not the time you, you, does that work for you? Right. And then either yes or no. Um, and I didn't particularly, I didn't like to stay with people in their homes. I really didn't like that at all. Right, for sure. Uh, that was like, just way too much social expectation. Right, right, exactly. And uh, you know, putting the dishes away or whatever. Uh, I experienced a thing that I, like in retrospect, it doesn't surprise me, but I was sort of surprised at the time. Was so this conference was two and a half days. It started in the afternoon, like on the on an afternoon. Uh, on like Tuesday, we'll say, and it was then all day, you know, Tuesday night, and then all day Wednesday and all day Thursday, and man, uh, all of that social interaction. So it, it wasn't a conference. Some conferences that I've been to are like in the lobby of, of the hotel I'm staying in, right? So if if I get exhausted or or feel uh, like I don't want to be around people, I can just go up to my room and, and take a nap or do whatever. Uh, but this particular conference was in a in an amphitheater up in up in the mountains. So like the the shuttle bus from our hotel took like 15 minutes to get up there. Oh really? And, it wasn't on site at the hotel? No, exactly. So hmm. so expensive. Uh, I mean, yeah, 
like also it was like hey we're outdoors you know post covid oh, uh, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. blah 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 but uh but also it was a, you're there and you can't leave yeah like the the speakers the speakers uh as i as i as it took me a whole day to realize uh, we had a special like speakers lounge where we could go and like hide from from people but like that wasn't my point of being there i wanted to be there to talk to people and and to meet people and talk about my company and you know um uh, you know, pitch and press the uh, But what I realized was, holy crap, was I exhausted after so much social interaction? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because my day to day life yeah. is uh, I wake up and I feed my, my, I feed one of my children because the other one has already left for school. And the other one doesn't deserve breakfast. And no, the other one doesn't deserve breakfast. Yeah, she okay. she knows what she did. She, I knew, uh, it, would, I knew it was your girl. I knew yeah. it. No, she she leaves before she leaves before I get up because I can't be bothered to get up to to feed her. Uh, you can't be bothered. But uh, so You're my day to day social interaction is is yeah. uh, like I get up and I feed my kid, and then I go to the grocery store and I say eight sentences to the people at the grocery store, and then I come back and I do my work, and then I have a meeting of like an hour where I talk for a little bit with people you know over online, and then my family comes home and we have dinner and talk for a bit. But like so yeah. Uh, like on my average day, I probably say 500 words, and oh, on these here, days I was, and on these days I was I was at least at you know, you know 5,000. Well, uh, 500 just, words out. You got to think about that. I mean, it's got to be more. Okay, I was I was guesstimating. Well, maybe it's a thousand, but yeah. the the, the ratios know, are correct. Few. Just say very few. The ratios are are well, ten accurate. Times. Ten times. It, t- well, no, hundred times. Uh, yeah, a hundred times more. So, okay. uh, so like when I. And also, after after each day of the conference, there were after parties, and they were, uh, hey, let's all go out to dinner. And I apparently was likable enough that uh, that all my dinners were were like paid for by people that had startups that were well founded. Really, well, well funded. Yeah, that's hard to believe that people would take an immediate liking to you. I mean, it, it took me years before. I know, I, right, I know, right? right? But uh, I know, I was there. I, like, I, I surrounded myself with likable people, and, and I was there, were, and they were like, "Well, I guess we got to pay for that." That you were asshole, born, too. so that's not yeah. true at all. I mean, you were a darling baby, and but, then, she, and then shit happened. I, I can't explain it, but I mean, so I'm interested in the uh, after parties and the and the dinners, and I'm also interested in more about when you weren't at the hotel. Where right. where did you where did you go in the city? Because it's it's. I, okay. I love the city. I just love it. So tell me about those things. So like be, because the my employer's apartment was not in the city. Oh. Uh, also, also the conference was in Berkeley, not in San Francisco. Uh, the, so, the graduate is in Berkeley. Uh, yes. And exactly. the conference was in the mountains in, overlooking the overlooking San Francisco Berkeley. Valley. Overlooking Berkeley, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so the... Uh, and also, like where I was staying was just north of Berkeley in a place called Richmond, uh, which uh, you know is neither here nor there. But it, uh, there. Well, it is. it's it's it so, actually pertinent to my question. Would have a but 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 your your question is where did I you know what all did I do? Well, the after uh, parties to begin with. Let's the say. after parties we uh, it was mostly in Berkeley, and uh, one night we had sushi. Another night we had Indian, and another night we had. Uh, Korean uh, dinner, and yeah, so it was. Uh, I was very uh, amiable and letting people, people that felt more like they knew what they wanted to do, decide for the group to to yeah, make choices. Right, and right, I was like, right. yeah, I'll eat whatever you, you guys. You decide. went along. To, you went along. So, to get along. yeah, but uh, it was um, it, it was great, uh, and they most of the places were within walking distance of uh, of the hotel. Uh, and so you'd shuttle back you yeah we'd shuttle back and then uh those of us yeah and then and then people would um would say okay we're gonna meet at the lobby uh, at this time uh some people were in other hotels because they didn't book at the right time or because they wanted to use their marriott points or whatever and uh so we would agree to meet at this particular location at this time and then we would go out and so these uh, were all these were all dinner parties as opposed to like uh at conferences sometimes you have hospitality rooms where there's some cheapo appetizers and an open bar for a while. We, when so our company, there was, our company used to sponsor those. So at the conference, uh, all day long, there were uh, coolers full of ice and uh, seltzer water until about 4 p.m. when they they got replaced with uh, with beer. Oh, really? And so uh, towards the end of the conference day, uh, people got a little bit more interesting with uh, 
with the beer. And and so the the that those obviously <clears throat> were just consumed during the breaks, but in the final part of the agenda, probably of how many people right. were there? I mean, were there workshops and different smaller rooms and plenary sessions? Was it all at once? How many people were there? Tell me, tell me about the logistics. I want to picture this. Uh, I think the total number was low, given given like how far I went out of my way to be there. But I think it was like three to four hundred people. That's low. Only. Yeah. I mean, well, ain't you a fucking rock star? I mean, <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. That was that was during the hold on. That so I gave my talk on this. So it was two and a half days. The half day, the the and then yeah. like the second day two and the third day. Days. I gave my talk on the third day, and the third day was much less interesting to most of the people. So there was way lower attendance uh, because but, you were a speaker. Be, I mean, people saw that you know there were there were CEOs of of you know publicly traded companies that were also speaking, but when they saw me, they were like, no, yeah, we're not going to go that day. Wait to get in the other day. Yeah. But was so, it all plenary? What does plenary mean? Was it all uh, one 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 big room full of people for everything? Or it was all outdoors. So it was it was at this it was at this uh, amphitheater where they oh. specialize in putting on Shakespeare uh, plays. Apparently, oh, yeah. it's called like a Shakespeare. Uh, in the park, Berkeley, some place amphitheater. And so, when they park, did they did they did they have signs that said like "out out damn parking spot" kind of thing? <laughs> no, but on the inside of the amphitheater, the it was the place was riddled with um, with tiles from donors who had chosen their favorite Shakespeare quote. Oh, really? Uh, so it was like uh, Mr. and Mrs. Thompson, and it was like uh, "Where for at the Romeo" or whatever. Like was right. a tile on the on the area around the amphitheater. So. Well, that's cool, yeah. but so it was all it was all plenary then. Plenary again being again being everyone all at once. It's do I use a different word? I don't want to have to keep explaining it. The conferences, as you well know, often have plenaries mixed with individual workshops, and the plenary sometimes ties. There was together. only there was only one talk at a time, and yes, and it was all in one place. Yeah, all in one place, and now, and again, like you couldn't escape the place. Uh, however. Uh, it was more interesting to me most of the time, and you know, apologies to my fellow speakers to uh, to not be in the talk, to not watch the talks, but to uh, to like mingle with the crowd. Because Where did you mingle outside the amphitheater area? Or outside the amphitheater, disturb, there were there were the presenter. Yes, no, I was not disturbing the presenter. <laughs> uh, I was not like in the amphitheater, you know, so raising my voice. Look up and with. say, could you could you in the back either. Walk to the other to the smoking area to talk, right. or no, pay I attention, was, or is that no, you, Eric? Yes, uh, yeah. that that did not happen actually this time. Okay, well, uh, the no, there were uh, there were like sponsor booths. So right, so the way that these conferences happen is yes, uh, the organizer somehow convinces companies to yes. uh, to pay them, and uh, and that allows them to pay for me to fly there and stuff. Right, and uh, so at these sponsor booths, most of the companies there were like companies that I knew. That I knew uh, somewhat, and many of them were companies that I had like consumed their product. Like, oh, I know about your cloud database system. I yeah. used it on a project once, and so. Uh, but what was fun about that was that I could then uh, sell them on on my company, like part of you my have, job your of being there. Didn't have a, a booth. No, you uh, were a speaker, which was in and I, of itself a marketing ploy, a good marketing. I thing. guess, yeah, like I. I would have been a speaker even if I wasn't trying to sell my company, but the fact that I am trying to sell my company, uh, you know, it helped like what I wanted to, it directed my discourse. Right. And so the, so inevitably after listening to someone give their spiel for a while and I'd be like, Oh, that's really interesting that you help, uh, you know, uh, billing, uh, your for small businesses to grow and, uh, blah, 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 blah. And inevitably they would say, Oh, and so, uh, where do you work? And then that was my cue to like be, Okay, well, I actually help uh, build this thing that um, helps people concentrate at work. Right. So, so they had a booth and they had a banner. They had some shit they gave away. There were there were uh, there were stickers swag. and pens and swag. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And there was one company that uh, where they actually had uh, like lots of places have T-shirts, right? Like, hey, take our take our T-shirt because it oh, costs us cool. you know five five dollars or whatever and you know here have a t-shirt uh but one company had t-shirts uh for women like designed you know because women's t-shirts are made differently uh and 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 they were like oh yeah we've got women's t-shirts here and the, the the woman that was that was that was near me when when that information was given said like wow i've never been to a tech conference where they had like t-shirts like for women 
Right, especially yeah. And and it was it was cute because the the t-shirts for women were black and the t-shirts for men were all pink. Like huh. I see what you I see your yeah. You know. So and your interactions at the booth were both with the people at the booth, but then the people who like you were mingling at the booth. Correct. Right? And so yes. here's a, here's a question. Yes. You uh, that 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 is there there were times when you were expected to go there because there was a significant enough break and most conferences will put the break beverage and food where the vendors are so that you're kind of forced Indeed. to go in that area. But then in addition to that, you're mingling. Two questions. One is how many people like you were doing that instead of listening? And why exactly did you not listen and tell me in part B of that is, did you listen to some of it then leave? Or did you just wait for the in-between time for speakers and not go back? Okay. It's a little uh, complicated. I don't know. If yeah, you can no, no, I, I understand. I understand the uh, the question. Uh, thank you, listener. Three part, uh, three part question. Yeah. So, uh, as a speaker at such conferences, a lot of the information imparted by other speakers is like stuff that I. It, it sounds really pretentious, but it's like stuff that I already sort of know because I like yeah. to keep up with the industry. Uh, so, yeah. a lot of it was not that, like it. it um, not that interesting, but, but the but there were some talks that I definitely made time to go and sit and watch uh, because I knew that these people were seriously cutting edge people that I really wanted to, to listen to. And, and in each of those cases, did you were you interested enough to stay the entire time, or yes. any time did you leave in the middle of a presentation? Uh, maybe okay. Again, it was sort of like open air amphitheater, so uh, entering and leaving wasn't so much of a of a distraction, but. Uh, I don't think, I think I, if I was there for a, for a speaker, I think I stayed for the whole time. Oh, that's good. good uh, but there, you know, there may have been times when, you know, nature called from all of the, uh, seltzer water. Sure. Well, that would be anyone's excuse to leave. But, and then if they wanted not to come back, I always the, sit back by the door. Right. And, and there were times when I was standing by the entrance and totally consuming the content given, but like my, my exit was, uh, was available. Right. The, and speaking of uh, nature calling, uh, because it's California in 2022, uh, the the bathrooms were, of course, labeled uh, all genders welcome. But this particular one happens to have like urinals, standing urinals installed, and the other one doesn't. Uh, which I found like great, but also somewhat amusing. It's like okay, so like we're, we we've socially we've advanced to. Right. Uh, to not, but but like also when I was in when I was in Berkeley, so I went for uh, I met up a friend of mine that I that has helped me uh, over the internet for he, he's put in hundreds of hours helping my personal projects uh, in a way that like he didn't have to, but like he was just that interested, so he so he did. So anyway, I owe this guy like uh, like a hundred beers, and he's from Poland. And this was the first time he'd been to America. And anyway, uh, I walked no around. A bit. I toured, like toured. Uh, I, I met him, and we walked around the campus of UC Berkeley, which was exactly. So we were there on a Sunday, I guess. So there was nobody there except for, like, high school students, touring, to like to see if they want to go to that school. Uh, but it, it was exactly the sort of campus that I expected it would be. You know open and beautiful and historic looking buildings and the, the clock tower and these message boards where a bunch of stuff is stapled on and stuff. But we, uh, so after we toured the, the, the campus, uh, we were like, we should go have a beer somewhere. And it was so hard to find a place to go have a beer. Really? Yeah. You would think, look, we just left this campus, but, uh, all the places on, on, I guess it was Sunday. It's been Sunday. Uh, all the places were were closed. Like we, you would open up Google Maps and be like, "Show me bars," and the bars were all closed. Huh. Anyway, well, we found finally we found a place, and uh, and it also had on the bathrooms, uh, you know, all genders and disabilities and whatnot welcome in all these bathrooms. And I walked in, and uh, when I you know when I when I walked in the first time because I had a couple beers and I went twice. Uh, when I walked in the first time, there was a woman in there, and she saw me come in, and, and she was like, oh, like she was sort of surprised that a man would walk into the the, the public bathroom, uh, which was like, sort of showed me that she also wasn't really used to sharing bathrooms across genders. 
but uh but then the second time i i I walked in there was nobody there but then when i was walking out uh a woman walked in and she was also like surprised that there was a man in the bathroom which i found was she surprised you were there or she was just startled to that it happened i mean you can't you can't read i think if i was a woman i don't think it would have been such an oh response well i I know that because it would be woman to woman is that what you mean I mean, yes. Well, so, well, of course. <laughs> but I know, like, I'm all in. I'm all in favor politically of uh, of gender neutral bathrooms and stuff. But I found it amusing that uh, both the strangers that I met there, as well as myself, uh, found it strange because we're in this transition period. Well, one would think that since all facilities are historically designated men and women that you might <coughs> oh dear oh dear he takes his headphones as if we can't hear thank god you're a good editor um hmm. given that facilities have been rendered male and female historically and that they exist that way why wouldn't you keep that but say put another sign on that says men designed for men designed for or whatever men women whatever all genders welcome so that everybody who went to the bathroom had a choice because there's two rooms everywhere. There's not one. Am I right? Right. So, so your idea is, uh, to mark one of them as, you know, historically this was for one gender. Historically for women, all genders welcome. And what would happen is 99% of the people would go in the one that was historically does. Exactly. What happened at the conference was, uh, the, the one that was like, uh, okay, this one has urinals, and the other one doesn't. You know, you choose. And all the men went to the one with with, with urinals. Uh, well, but- you know that that, that that could be another way to for signage. One could say all gender bathroom. This one has urinals, stand up urinals, and the other would say all gender bathroom. This one does not have stand up urinals. Right. Exactly. That would be even more neutral than because neutrality is what what they're looking for. Complete. Right. Open ended. Right. And. Uh, and like, ideally, uh, we would separate standing from sitting, as the as the. I don't, well, I don't know. Well, in, in my history, any time that I've, I've ventured, uh, almost most of the time, mistakenly into a woman's restroom, I don't like to put women in that uncomfortable position. Obviously, and right, it, was, right. it was challenging. And a couple of other times when there was a long line for the men's and the women was open, I just grab and lock the door. But. You know, it, it never it never was something that so much bothered me, only to the extent that it bothered the other people. Uh, so, I don't know. Right, which is, uh, you brought up an interesting point of the line, uh, which uh, is super interesting because it's, uh, I experienced that because normally part of, you know, male privilege is that the, the bathroom line is not that long. But in California, where they've, or at least in, Northern California, uh, where they've advanced towards towards on this issue, uh, they there were times when I went to a bathroom in a restaurant or something, and there was a there was a long queue to get in, and most of them were women, and and I was like, well, okay, I mean, I guess now I'm on even playing field with, um, you know, well, as uh, far as the lines um, go, but not physically. I mean, the 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 you know the other the other thing to recognize is that because of that fact, <clears throat> in any given facility. The women's bathroom is much larger than the men's bathroom, and but I don't as a as not a connoisseur of women's bathrooms. I can't well not a connoisseur of women's bathroom. Any any understanding of architecture would suffice, but we don't we don't need to this. So tell me, let's go back to 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 the conversation. So at any given point, how many people like you had skipped the presenter and were mingling in the room where you were mingling? Was it ten percent, twenty percent? Because that would say something about the interest no. I think I think most of the attendees who had paid money to attend were listening to the talks. Uh, but as a speaker who is friends with a lot of the sponsor people, I was hanging out in um, right. Uh, they call it the um, the green room. God damn it! No, the um, the hallway track. So lots of conferences have like a track A and track B and track C, but the hallway track is where you just hang out in the in in the hallway of the of the place and like network, which is you know spoiler alert, the whole point of these conferences. Sure, I don't. uh, My talk is going to be made public on YouTube, 
and people will learn from it hopefully and but the the value that i get from going to a conference is meeting all these people yeah. like i made friends with ceos of uh really important silicon valley startups and like i went i went hiking with one and i you know i rode in his tesla and i met his dog and uh and next time i need anything from his company or someone that he knows i can like call him up and be like yeah. hey uh you know uh so that that sort of network it's all about networking the the actual conference topics I don't know. Like I hesitate, hesitate to, uh, you know, say something like this publicly, but like, I don't really get the point of the conferences. Like the organizers make maybe a little bit of money, but like they just barely break even, I think with all of their sponsors and what they are spending to bring people in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and I'm, I'm, the sponsors, I guess make, make, uh, they get a bunch of, uh, leads where someone has come to talk to them yeah. and then they can, you know, follow up with well, that. It's on the, on the, on the, uh, uh, both side of things on the sponsor side of things, the company I was vice president of, which strangely enough was a freaking IT company, if you can believe that, was paid good money and also <clears throat> donated money for the the car giveaway, right? Which, if you wanted to win the car, you had to have a ticket from every booth where there was mm -hmm. a vendor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was the way to generate <clears throat> for us the contacts we needed. But if we collected over the course of <clears throat> a three day event, 110 or 150 business cards and also considering that every event of any size we sponsored a hospitality suite which at the immediate end of the conference in a room that we rented <clears throat> we would have an open bar and we would have appetizers and everybody who came to our booth who gave us a card was encouraged to attend and we would might and even you attention to like tickets or whatever right right Mm -hmm. And the goal of that was for the people to say, I like that company. Yes, exactly. It's all right. about, I, it's all about, I like, I like those guys. feeling, I like those people. feeling. Yes. Right? That's why like I've got a couple of friends, um, a friend, a mutual friend uh, that you met, uh, Kyle, uh, like he oh, spends yeah. a bunch of his time golfing with, with potential clients and well, just like hanging out. out. To Kyle. He, he was the winner of the, uh, what, what did he win? He won a, he won a, a trophy. Yes, I'm sure he that, did for his dessert. Yes, yes, yes for the uh, for the uh, mousse chocolate. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, you know, chocolate uh, chocolate sauce, chocolate sauce on ice cream that you right. ended up eating like three pounds of or whatever. Yes, yes. Uh, so, wow. I mean, what a what a level. And again, uh, you know, white male privilege to to get to a place where your job is schmoozing with yeah. people on the golf course. It's like, yeah, we, we, uh, what, we a hard, what a hard life. In, in, uh, in San Francisco, I believe, we, we went to the extra uh, degree of our hospitality and put it in a large room and set up a stage and featured a blues band. Hmm. And the open bar and the drink tickets there was an open bar for a certain period of time and then a cash bar. And we gave away tickets all through the day at our event. Right. And so what we did was we distanced ourselves, and uh, that's not quite the word I want, but from the other hospitality suites where ours was definitely like a long-term event. Right. And, and some people, and, and thankfully, you specialized. Left, the con left the conference, went to eat, and then came to our place or would come to our place have a few appetizers eat and then come back because the band played for quite a while. I was, uh, played harp and, and sang in and the band. On. And we spent, I want to say three grand on cost of, uh, equipment, which had to be rented speakers, equipment, uh, or, uh, band equipment, flying in a, uh, sensational guitarist from Kalamazoo, um, who I, and I've talked about this before in the, the rehearsal <laughs> session and how weird that was, but, um, the question came up later. Well, you spent a lot of money on this. Uh, wow, what, what, that's you really went over the budget. Well, what did you gain? Was, there was no right. budget. Well, what we gained was exactly what we mentioned a moment ago. People loved what we did. We had hundreds of business cards. Our company had, not surprisingly, a pretty uh, strict process of assigning those business cards for follow-up calls, right? And working every contact to the point of dismissal or contract right 
which we could work them. It, it was always clear that the people that we interacted with at the conferences, as opposed to other ways that we might meet them, mm -hmm. was far more productive than any other way because we convinced them that there was something about us they liked. We're cool. Yeah. Well, and, and, and like yeah. something about yeah. us that they liked, like can boil down to like free shots at the bar for a night. Uh, like it's yeah, like humans are so yeah yeah it's fun too but uh yeah it uh so much of marketing is those points of contact where uh, like like they say that uh before you buy an album this was you know back when people bought albums uh that before you bought an album you had to like hear of the band like six or seven times or, or someone had to mention yeah the band so many times before you would be like right. I'm going to go buy an album from from these people, and uh, so much of marketing is like that, and it's so hard to uh, trace the causality behind any of that. Yeah. Like, uh, which is why, like brand uh, brand marketing, where uh, you get a commercial on TV where it's a happy uh, it's a happy family, and they use Tide, and you know, gosh, they're a happy family and darn, the kids get dirty playing soccer and then they come in and, but mom's okay because the uh, tide it, like, fixes everything like that. Those sort of stupid commercials are the ones that like brill that bring that when you go to the grocery store, you think, Oh, well, I guess I'll buy this tide brand. And once you are a customer of a lifetime brand like that, like car brands are the same. Like you, there are people that are Chevrolet people or Honda people or whatever, uh, that, once you're into that brand, that's just like what you do. But anyway, so is it is it the case then because of the Berkeley connection and the Richmond uh, living quarters, you didn't spend any time in the city, or did you? No, I I, I went. So uh, holy crap, Ubers are expensive. Uh, I I went into the city and walked around a bit, and I I've been there enough times that I don't need to go to Fisherman's Wharf, but yeah. uh, but. But I was there meeting some friends that were there for the first yeah. times, and so we did go to Fisherman's Wharf, and we had. Oh, it's a good. It's a good location because of its proximity to music, so everything. Yeah, well, yeah. everything. True, but but did you hear any music? Did you go any place where there was music? Uh, I'm about to get there. Uh, we so we did go to Fish. We went to a Bubba Gump Shrimp. Yeah. Whatever uh, right. place, which that's too bad. I had I had heard of, and I had, had sort of understood was a reference to the movie, but I didn't yeah. realize that it was just a to whole extent, fucking yeah. uh, like restaurant chain. And based it's a on franchise. A movie. You, you could have done better, I'm sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but but that was at the but that was at the end of Pier 39 or whatever. Like the the real estate that they had was uh, was prime. But um, uh, yes, I did, and I uh, so on another day. After the conference and when I was just working, I had an appointment to go have dinner with my cousins. Uh, my mother's first cousin lives in Cupertino, and her family and like I'm like we sort of know each other. And I like I visited them a couple of years ago when I was when I went by there, and they've come actually here into Spain to visit me. Um, they were actually here uh, five days before my son was born, so uh, they. Uh, they were here when my wife was super pregnant, uh, but uh, they. But I went to this little uh, place called California Fish Market, I think is the name, and that little street is full of uh, really cool, interesting places. There's a, it's sort of like a little Italy sort of of San Francisco, from what I could tell. Mm -hmm. But uh, but I got there 25 minutes early, and across the street there was a uh, there was a jazz band playing. And so I went and I got a, I got a beer. Uh, hazy IPA is the, is what's popular in California now. Huh. Uh, apparently, Hazy uh, is not a particular brand. It's a type of IPA uh, where, you know, it's somewhat opaque, as you might imagine. Uh, and so anyway, I, I sat down and I and I watched this. Uh, it was a, a keyboard and a drummer and a sax and a and a trumpet that the sax and the, the, and the trumpet took turns so a half hour and it was it was it was lovely like i when i was there i was thinking ah, dennis would love this and like i think i tried to like record a video and like send an email to you to be like hey i wish you were here but uh the video was too big and whatnot so so uh, um just fyi if you're down in that area again there's a uh, a bar on the wharf area called Louie's. It's a small place. And it's a second floor bar with a downstairs restaurant called Louie's. And they are a blues club. 
and back in the day, Tommy Castro uh, played there. A lot of the legends have stopped in and, and played there. I, I played there, actually, uh, by invitation one night, which was a fabulous night. And I, I actually was in the bar and had brought in as my <clears throat> kind of my guest uh, a two guys who were uh, military jet flyers. Maybe I told you the story in one of the episodes. And they were they were in the uh, that um, <clears throat> that jet a group, the Blue Angels or what they what they called? Sure, the Blue Angels is a super famous jet group that's based. And we there. talked we talked about you know they talked I asked them and they talked at length about the thrill of the the flying and the fact that at any given moment they're called to participate. But you know these two young men, uh, not a lot of money, you know, and. Mm-hmm. Not that I had a lot of money, but I said, you know what, you're not, you, you know, thank you for your, for your service for your service, yep. and you are my guest. Come sit with me. We sat outside until there was room to go in. We went in, sat at a table. I, I introduced myself to the band. They were playing blues. They, as, as absolute luck would have it, the, the lead guitar player had an extra harmonica and just the key that was needed. So I got to play with them. And, mm-hmm. uh, these, these two men, uh, uh, went home. And I'll guarantee you that it took them twice as long to get home as it did for them to get there. They were staying on the ship, which they invited me to the ship. Wow. You know, and, uh, and, and this and that. And it sounded like they'd have to sneak me in, which they were up for. And I'm like, you know what? I'm two blocks from here. I'm just, I'm just going to go to bed. But that's, that's kind Interesting. of what Louis I... Interesting. Louis Like, like I've, I've, I found it on uh, yes. Google Maps. And you were uh, right there. I mean, I was very close. Yes. by I mean, it's, it's right by the ferry building, which is the... Super iconic. There's also a uh, Irish pub, two blocks from there, um, away from the away from the harbor. This uh, would have been nice information before, Dennis. Well, 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 well. I mean, did I say it I was going to San Francisco? You, you told me at the end of the podcast that you were leaving and that you know you may never come back and that kind of thing. And I, I, okay. I don't know. But anyway, uh, now we know. Just FYI, it's right now. Here's, here's the other saying. thing. And when we're talking about branding and marketing, imagine this: there's a restaurant down on the down on the wharf area, which is pretty big, pretty long, that the restaurant has no signage and has no name. And the only way that anybody knows about it is through word of mouth. And you have to tell everyone, all of our listeners about, about it. You have to know what wharf number to go to and which door. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know that, then you cannot find the place. And of course, oh my God. I mean, well, and when I went there, you imagine San Francisco seafood, or you know San Francisco seafood. Yep. When you walk into this place, picnic tables in a warehouse, yep, all with paper covers, you know, hard brown uh, paper yeah, yeah. covers over them, draped over the table, and all of the food get up and go get it yourself in just huge baskets and piles of steamers and fried and this and that and and lobster and and if, I think that it was called the no-name restaurant which was <laughs> how people got it but isn't that a clever and it was full of course yeah yeah so your uh louise is right super close to uh the salesforce salesforce uh tower really like i said is the new tower, the new tallest building the um yeah it's like within a block or two uh and and they have the the best the the best uh, website, poorguys.com. P O U R. How clever uh, is that? For uh, for Louis? Yeah. Well, so, anyway, so uh, that's, here's a question. Can they should I sponsor stay, us. Can I stay at the apartment where your company is if I tell them that I'm you? Would they know? I, mean, I would vouch. I would vouch for you. If if no one else is staying there, then I would I would say uh, let, let my boy stay there. How about me uh, and my wife and just a few friends? I mean, under Whatever. ten people, I think would be fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're going to plan on it. So we're going to plan on it. Well, this sounds like a, a fascinating trip. I, you, you, you were also in Atlanta, I understand, for some of it. No, I will be. I will be. So uh, you're going to fly back? Fuck yeah! I thought you so, were going to stay. No. So uh, next week. So you know, this is our this is our May uh, episode. Uh, next week, I'm flying to uh, Salt Lake City. <laughs> Uh, to because you're there to give to give my talk again in Salt uh, Lake City. Oh Lord, I can't and, wait to hear about that. And and from there, I'm flying to North Carolina, where I'm going to stay for a couple of days at the folks' place, and then I'm going to drive to Atlanta 
and then from Atlanta, I'm going to drive back to North Carolina, and then I'm going to fly back from Charlotte to Spain. Oh. And then a couple of weeks later, I'm going to take the whole family back to North Carolina from Spain. Oh, my word. So, uh, yeah. So this is um, – I had so much content I wanted to talk to you about about uh, TV shows and stuff. But um, Well, and and let's just say this before, before we run out of time here is that how about the fact – that each of us on our own, with any without any communication, each watched the inaugural episode of The Time Traveler's Wife. And each of us knew that the other one of us was absolutely going to love this show. Did we so, not know that? So uh, I got that spammed to, to me by HBO Spain. Uh, and when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, I have to tell my boy Dennis. Uh, and I watched... <sighs> 80% of the first episode uh, yesterday. And man, it's so, I mean, it, we're treading tr trodden ground so far, but I don't know, maybe something new will develop. I don't know. Well, I, the, I, I, I would say that I was struck by how different it was from the movie in that their opening take was a quasi interview with each of the participants talking about the strangeness of being married to a time traveler and whoa, 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 whoa. The first episode is not like that. Yes, it is. Hmm. Okay. You've, you've, we've been through this before where your, your memory plays tricks on you, but the opening scene for episode one yeah. is the time traveler's wife speaking to the camera, responding to an obvious off-camera question. And then it goes to the, to the, to the man, and it has the same type of interview-esque type stuff right, right, right. yeah so that there, there was nothing anywhere near that in the movie no 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 no, no of course not at, at all but but man they came like uh they cast the the people pretty well like i thought so the it, it, and how critical is it of course that you I mean, like the lead male character the, the man is 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 super handsome like as well as handsome was. is easier than than likable in <laughs> fact they work it. against it but Eric Bana, who was story of my uh, life, <laughs> yeah, the opposite is the story of your life. Very, very likable and just extremely ugly. But that's okay, man. We all have our we all have our hey. slot. But Eric Eric Bana was remarkably likable in, in the movie and, and and perfectly cast. I like this guy better because he's very funny. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that's quite different about the movie, I'm a little surprised for you to say you're hoping for something different. I'm also surprised to hear that you didn't watch the final 20% because that portrays that look, a, a time, like, like time constraint. Yeah. Like bed summoned me. Well, yeah. But if you were, if, if but that's my point is that if you decided at the 80% point that bed was more attractive than finishing it, that means that your thumbs up on this was maybe a six out of 10. Where mine was in the nine, it was nine. Right. Well, and I mean, we, we, we will talk about this in the future. And like, I watched a whole bunch of other stuff that I want to talk to you about because it's, uh, it's not stuff that you will have. Again, you probably don't have net Netflix, I and still don't. also, you don't have Apple TV Plus. Uh, there's this show on Apple TV Plus called Severance. Yes. Which. Yes. What? I'm familiar with the trailer. Tell me more. So the the concept is oh, yes, uh, yes, you work yes. for megacorp and you go yes. in and your and your memory is bifurcated yes. between when you come into work and when you leave work so you walk into work and you go down the elevator and right. for your perception like the next moment is you're leaving work and it's five o'clock now and the great actor from big little lies is the is is the lead yes yes he's exceptional i just yes. I, I saw the trailer for it i, I another motivator but because I am in love with the psychology and the philosophy of what memory is and are we nothing but a string of memories, uh, this particular show is very, very thought-provoking on that. Because if, if, you, if your work personality only ever knows work, like you were booted up to at work and... All you do is work, and at five o'clock you go into the elevator, and then you press the button, and then immediately it's nine o'clock the next morning, and you feel rested, and you're and you're ready for work again. Like, what what the sensation of that person is, and how uh, 
uh, how like ethical is that? And well, can you can you like can you create storyline? Yeah, can you create someone uh, like part of the uh, one of the facets of of the storyline is uh, for rich women they can they can do this for giving birth, where giving birth uh, like hurts and sucks, and if you could like remove the memories of that which apparently is fairly like uh biology is pretty good about that because you know women generally forget about how horrible birth is and then they like have more kids uh but the if you could avoid sure capturing that quite to the level of nuance that no 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 might like, be otherwise acceptable in the, in the, in the no uh, it's pretty common it's pretty common knowledge that that uh, common knowledge i don't know uh that uh the pains of giving birth are, are are like not memorable Overwhelmed by the joy of giving birth okay fine yes i mean uh, we'll, that's we'll what that. you're saying i think yes overwhelmed by the joy yes uh much like each of these episodes uh but <laughs> well, well we're soon to be uh, we're soon to be out of our our, our misery. so so yeah so anyway i i will uh see you in june i guess i will june, be june back. uh june what june 1st june 2nd uh june st- Fifth? No. Uh, June eighth. Yeah, June I traveled 1st? back June fifth or something. So uh, we will maybe talk on June whatever Wednesday 8th. is. Sure. So, hey man, I'm glad to connect. You know, uh, see you, you know, again. I have so much to talk about with. Stuff yes. Well, and, and just so you know, I'm I'm currently uh, watching five different five different series. So there's. Can you name them? Quickly. Can I name them? Like uh, I look. We own the city. We own the city, uh, the baby, um, the man who fell to earth. Yes, we mentioned that last episode. Yes, exceptional. Yes, I have those. Um, and the Lakers uh, winning time, which just ended. And uh, my my Barry, notes from which last time. Now I'm caught up with. Okay, my notes from last time were the first lady and uh, I'm the first Barry. lady. I forgot to mention that. Yes, I'm I'm caught up on all those. So we'll we'll connect and uh, Sirenar. So, so well, what? Sirenara. Sirenara. I love you, man. Okay, I'll feed you. Okay, that's it for episode number 152. Thank you all for listening. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 152. You can help support the show at patreon.com slash happyhour, where if you support us at the Gin Martini level, you can watch videos of our calls. That's going to be our only episode for May, sadly, so we will see you sometime in June.